Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. You have been reading news of various things happening around the crude, the crude price and the price at the pump and then the inflation that goes along with that. So there are some new developments and to discuss those and how Elmer sees the way ahead for the next four to six months. Let us talk to Elmer Yuen. Elmer, Namaskar and welcome to P Guru's channel. How are you, sir? How are you, friends? And, and uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, anyway, we've been a little bit out of touch. So any, uh, I, somehow our, our opinion may be uh, different, which is okay, you know, it's not talking about freedom. And, uh, 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 but I'll be happy to share my opinion. And I have been very much involved with the energy business, both in oil and also in natural gas, uh, especially yeah. involving uh, Russia. And, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, and we may have uh, some even different opinion about Absolutely. the war in Ukraine. Absolutely. So let me ask you a simple question, uh, uh, Elmer. Now news reports are coming that Russian crude, which was given at a discount to countries like India, yes. they've taken as much as they can, they've refined it, and then they've taken that refined oil and they're selling it back to various countries. Now, how do you think the West is going to react to this? West, my Western Europe and United States, how do you think they are going to react to this? Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I. the last I heard, is the European or uh, the NATO countries are going to blockade all the oil, Russian oil on the sea, uh, ocean shipments, meaning all their all their tankers will be seized, not seized, just blockade, uh, so that they can only ship oil through pipeline. And uh, China has does not have a huge pipeline for oil with Russia, so uh, they are going to buy a lot of oil. But I don't know what will happen to India. The pipeline can can be uh, using both for oil or for natural gas. Except the oil, you don't have huge compression. And the natural gas, uh, you need very high pressure to, uh, to, yeah. to push it. So the pipeline, they can use, uh, they can switch to oil. But China's economy, they don't need that much oil. So um, what you're, I think, mentioning is liquefied natural gas, because then that pressure, it, you actually can liquefy the natural natural gas and then they can pump it through the pipeline. So what I have for you, Elmer, is the uh, crude pickup point inside Russia. It's a place called Novorossiysk. It's in Black Sea. And yes. what ships have to do, tankers, huge tankers, mega tankers, they have to take that thing and come all the way. And then they come to Istanbul. And Istanbul, yes. I've just expanded it here. You see that narrow, narrow gorge, narrow strait through yes. which they have to navigate to come out to the other side of Mediterranean. There is yes. one more such narrow strait a little bit south. So there are two choke points that are there in Turkey that they can yes. effectively use to blockade the Russian ships. There is yes. also another route which is through the Baltic, but it's a lot longer and much easier to blockade because there you have to cross every NATO country before you come to Mediterranean. So that's a bigger problem. So between oh, these uh, two, uh, sorry, yeah. I want to I want to remind you again, the summer. This is summer right now. Yeah. They also have a route going through the North Pole, which means okay. their ship can leave the Baltic near Saint Petersburg and going north, and then from north go to Asia. That's also one route. We don't overlook that. Winter a little bit difficult, but in the summer, they have uh, the Russian basically control the Arctic uh, passageway for ocean freight 
You mean the Arctic has melted so much that you actually have a seaway? They be shipping from... actually. They be shipping in the summer. Some Chinese boats have been going through Arctic to Europe. This is uh, this has been this and it's going to since because of the global warming, there's going to be less and less uh, ice, and uh, they can actually pass through. There will be lots of ships going through the Arctic. That that's been uh, that's been talked about in the last ten years. And there's been a lot of ships, actual ships going through north, and you can save almost two weeks in by shipping through the Malacca and then the in the ocean. So this is don't don't overlook that passage. If you uh, go go to, to some search, they've been shipping some not many, but there is a passageway. And if they are really blocked altogether, Russian, which I believe may happen, the NATO is going to block them. They are going to try the uh, Arctic route, but even the Arctic route they can block it, isn't it? Near the mouth? Uh, yes, they can uh, blockade it, and uh, it's it's. Uh, but a little bit they can do it going through the Bering, uh, what you call it, the Bering Strait. You know, right, there when right. they come to Asia, but they can also go uh, Europe. Uh, Europe, almost all country in Europe are blockading. So if they go north, north. North, I would say the north is mainly used for going between uh, Scandinavia and Asia. Now let's let's ask a more basic question. Europe needs oil. Europe needs gas, heating oil, yes. and, and natural yes. gas. So if they blockade Russia, that means they are basically saying we don't need your oil, we don't need your natural gas. Where is it going to get that from? Take it from the Middle East. That's why Biden is going to Saudi to really plead with them because you remember Khashoggi, uh, Saudi Prince killed Khashoggi, the U.S. reporters. Khashoggi, Khashoggi right, right. In yeah, and then what happened is right. now they are not talking. So finally, Biden has to go to Saudi Arabia and make peace so that Europe, the whole entire Europe supply of oil will be from Saudi and then uh, uh, some other countries in the Middle East to re replace what they've lost to Russia. That's not so difficult. That is not so difficult because under under OPEC they are restricting, limiting their their supply. Once they they can do whatever they want if they want to supply more, there is no shortage of oil. So I believe, uh, uh what happened is I, I don't know. Somehow we are getting conflicting information. I believe, uh, NATO and the whole European Union wants to really shut down Russians' oil export at least to European continent. Uh, and to U.S. and the North American continent. So in the end, China or maybe possibly India may end up become the only customers. Well, see, if they blockade uh, this particular path that I showed you from Turkey, then yes. uh, India is screwed. India is completely screwed because India doesn't have any other way. It'll have to go back to the Middle Eastern countries to say, give us also. I mean, I don't know if U.S. will police it for India also. Because remember that India has taken a neutral stand. Yes. So, so they might say, look, now you need our help, right? So there, there's I, I that understand. interesting I question. Understand. Yeah. But, but uh, Sari, you are getting great prices, discount price from Russian. But if you are willing to pay market price, uh, it can also come from the Middle East. Middle East is actually, uh, if they really decide to increase their production, they can double easily. It's only because the OPEC, they want to keep the price high. 
that's why they are limiting their supply. If they don't have, if they don't have, uh, if they can, uh, if U.S. and Saudi Arabia reach an agreement, and uh, uh, Biden is treating the Saudi, you know, flattering them a little bit, then they are willing to go up this unlimited supply of oil from Saudi Arabia. So uh, even in that the discounted oil, Elmer. Russia is not giving it to all the refiners in India. It's only giving yeah. it to one refiner. There are three. It I only see. gave to one. For the second and third, they said, we don't have enough. So there is some other dynamic in play. I'm trying to unravel this whole thing. Look at yes. it black and white. What does it mean for India? What does it have to do to keep this thing going? I don't know. Uh, there was a recent incident that happened where India had to sort of you know, give an apology to Qatar. That is an interesting story in itself. Uh, and they had to actually fire one of the political spokespersons of the ruling party. And that person is actually hidden now. Because in India, usually if you say anything that is considered blasphemy by the Islamists, they usually kill them. This has been a track record for the last two, three times. And they are mm -hmm. trying to save her. Very, very sad. I mean, they, she didn't say anything wrong. She just quoted from Hadith. But, you know, that's, that is how India is. Too, too, uh, too liberal for some. Anyway, that's a topic for a different date. Yes. Tell, tell us a little bit about how things are in China, because last we heard the lockdown continues to be there in Shanghai. We were thinking that maybe Beijing also might go into a lockdown. How are things in China now inside? It's very, very serious. What happened? They have almost three months of lockdown in over 80 cities and all the medium size and the small size business, which in China employ a lot of people and they have all basically no income. All right, for three months, can you imagine these small companies? You have plenty of small business also in India. If you have no revenue at all for three months, you are bankrupted. And uh, now suddenly they reopen something. They find out the shop never opened or the restaurant never opened. Now that is not the serious, most important thing. These little companies, all right, these medium and small companies, they used to have income and they deposit mon that money into the second tier banks all right second or the third tier banks because they can get higher interest rates all right there are about 1000 such banks they used to have deposit but then in the last three months since they have no income there's no deposit they only withdraw money from these second or third tier banks and these banks are going out of they ran out of money they ran out of cash so what happened you have bank runs right now in the entire China, you have lines up waiting in the, and even on the internet, which China is pretty good with internet banking, you can only take limited money. It's only right now, many, many banks, you are only allowed to withdraw 1,000 RMB, which is like 130 US dollars per day. And not only that, you have to, line, first of all, you have to get a number. It's like going to see the doctor. You have to get an appointment that, that this branch, they only give out, let's say, 100 numbers a day and by the time they open the numbers are already gone so those hundred people can only withdraw 1000 rmb which is about 130 40 us dollars a day so this whole thing become a huge scare you know a bank rush i don't know whether you've experienced bank rush in india oh yeah 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 india yeah this is, this is a bank rush of unbelievable scale let me tell you what not that's not the worst that is still not the worst which is of course, it's terrible, you know, when you have a whole country, uh, a ban run, or a whole country. What happened is the test 
they were doing tests like sometimes in the last three four months they were doing sometimes every day everyone must get a test sometimes twice a day all right and it's still going on who is paying it who is paying though the, the in the beginning is the what they have is they took all the health insurance the you know that you you have to contribute so they exhaust that amount very quickly and all those money goes to the pocket of the uh pharmaceutical company and also the government officials they get kickbacks so they love to have these tests the more they test the more kickback they have now that's not the point where does the cash come from they ran out of cash so the local government have been in debt as you know in the last three years they were always in all shanghai was the only place in black everybody's in red so they were actually stealing money from the banks the local government was stealing money back to pay for those tests which they have can get a kickback so in those not so active accounts there are many people just leave the money i'm sure in your country so so maybe about 20 or 30 percent of the account people just leave the money all right and uh, they don't do much so when they see these accounts are not active they took their money they took that money and use it for some for corruption and some for the test now suddenly the it's the, the the lockdown is beginning to lose up people go to the bank to withdraw their welfare checks and their deposits they find out the card is useless the bank card is useless all right and some get online those we cannot see it so you don't see the line but lots of people find out even online is useless now you know what happened they have this uh, on their mobile phone they have this health app health app so it turns from green and the worst case is red all right so people going to the bank to withdraw the money suddenly find out oh suddenly my health my health warning becomes red <laughs> I'm, so, I'm i'm not kidding so the banks the local government collude with the department that control this app or right, this is the government app they control it so when you go to withdraw money the minute you walk nearby uh that city to to withdraw your money suddenly you turn red so meaning you cannot even get on the bus if you are in red you cannot go to a restaurant you can do anything so these guys understand their intention is to draw, withdraw money so they go to the bank say please i'm not getting money i i won't i won't come to get money i i promise i won't come to withdraw my money for at least um sometimes two months they make you promise not to withdraw for two months to two years then after they promise and sign something suddenly it turns green can you imagine I, i'm not making it up you can unfortunately you don't speak chinese this this whole tour thing this this whole COVID thing COVID situation thing became the commerce minister's weapon they use it anywhere they like you don't speak properly they, they you turn red you will go to withdraw money they call this malicious withdrawal all right they make up this term called malicious how the hell do you withdraw your own money it's called malicious withdrawal so they're trying to destroy the country you're not patriotic so you turn red this whole thing has become such a ridiculous you, you you've seen this is you know this is totally out of common sense and this is actually what's happening now and they find out now of course uh xi jinping's uh, enemies are making this are publishing it saying that how ridiculous it's and the whole country's economy is collapsing can you imagine when the whole country is running on running to the bank the more line you see outside the bank the more scared you are 
So people want to withdraw 95% of their cash. They rather put the cash under their mattress than keeping in the bank. Because once it's locked down, it's totally locked down. This kind of thing, it happened. I, w I can never believe in this kind of age. And China used to be so rich. They have come to this such a bad situation, serious situation. Now you ask me, why can't they print more money? Xi Jinping's rivalry, all right, enemy, they control the whole banking system. The whole economic yeah, system has no control. Yeah. So they pick all kinds of reasons. Oh, anti-inflationary, we cannot do it, irresponsible, and so on and so forth. So they make a not to issue. And they are maybe they are also making this thing up to make it more serious so that it could be Xi Jinping's downfall. Xi Jinping's power is definitely limited. Li Keqiang is definitely on the rise. When Xi Jinping will be kicked out, everybody is watching. Everybody is watching very carefully. So it's a matter of time, you think, before that's going to happen? Yeah, I don't think he will be. A year ago, I thought he has 50% chance. A lot of people thought higher, much higher. Almost like a must, must be hundred percent, but a year ago I say fifty. Now I say he has ten percent. All right, oh, this wow. is from me. Now, I'm not uh, I'm not the traditional uh, uh, person. I have my own independent right or wrong. Uh, this is the way I see it. Great. Um, this 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 is a, a great situation in uh, China. Uh, Elmer, let us look at the problem itself. The zero COVID situation is continuing they just have lockdowns they are not trying to get a vaccination strategy going still yeah you see uh Li Keqiang's party wants to open up all the factories and everything back to normal but then there, it is split let's say half 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 of china wants to follow xi jinping of zero tolerance the other half wants to open up but the entrepreneur china 80 percent of the people are employed by entrepreneur entrepreneur some of them go bankrupt some of them say I will never open up until I'm sure you're going to remain open. Because open up costs money. You have to pay people, you have to pay a lot of payments. It's a, rather they shut down the set, shut down the shops or the restaurant altogether, or even export. They are not getting parts. Even if they finish the product, they have problems shipping it to the port to be exported. So all this thing, the private people are businessmen. Why should they take a risk? Opening up used to be good. You can make money now. When you open up, if you don't know when they're gonna can shut you down, all right. And some of your key personnel may be living in building. If you have one case, the whole building gets uh, sanctioned or or could, could move to a move to a different city. So your your one of your some of your engineers may be living in the city. You people have no control of who is coming to work, uh, and and whether their goods get parts get shipped in or their goods can be shipped out. It's such uncertainty, and this situation will last until beginning of next year, until Xi Jinping is gone, as long as he is there. So this is putting a tremendous pressure for the uh, Politburo. The Politburo, Lu Xi Jinping already is in the minority. He used to be in the majority, now he's in the minority. That's why you see many policies are switching towards Hong Kong, softening up, towards Russia, the guy in charge of all his Russian policy. He's the number two guy in the foreign ministry, all right? Has been transferred to the C C uh, Chinese political, CPPCC, right? Been transferred. And that guy, is uh, his name is called Luo Yuechen. 
and a very senior. And when he, when when Xi Jinping talked to Russia, to talk to Putin, he's the one actual one doing the translation. His Russian so good. He's gone. The guy in charge of Hong Kong and the last uh, our last uh, chief executive Carrie Lam, they are the one who follow Xi Jinping's tough policy on Hong Kong with national security law. They are gone because I was very surprised that Carrie Lam gets the gets does not get a re-election. He only she only did one term. She has the right to have two terms. And the guy who support him in Beijing, there's always one supporter. All right, this is the way it works. Xi Jinping does not formulate policy. He only used people's policy. And the guy supports the Hong Kong policy in the last 20 or 30 years, also get moved to the CPPCC. All right, that's why, that's why you see, and the guy in charge of Xinjiang, all the crimes against the Uyghurs, again get sidelines. So there are four such incidents that these guys get sidelines, which shows, and they were all, they, they, um, the person who was, uh, who, they all belong controlled by the State Department, which is Li Keqiang, the Prime Minister. So Li Keqiang is the one who forced them to, 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 to be sidelined. So you see big policy change with Russia, with Hong Kong, with uh, Xinjiang, which is uh, the Uyghurs, big policy changes, and also the zero tolerance. Before, uh, 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 let's say even six months before, you cannot imagine people come up and challenge the zero tolerance. Now it's being challenged. Even though the opposition is not successful, it's really a stalemate right now. But you see in these four major areas, all Xi Jinping's baby, all get challenged and get slowed down. Uh, there's no not immediate turn yet. So don't 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 worry. Nobody is attacking India because Xi Jinping is not in power anymore. I thought Xi Jinping wanted to attack India because the opposition was forcing his hand. I didn't know that he wanted to do it. Yeah, no, 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 no. He wants to, he was in attacking Taiwan or attacking India. He may be able to unite the country and calling himself like a wartime president. All right. He, and to delay the uh, re-election, to delay it. And right. this may be, this is the only risk we were a little bit afraid. But up to now, we understand. He has even lost control of the military. He issued he issued a order, a, uh, a, a executive order, saying that he can he can use the military, even not in the war, uh, uh, not under a war situation. Similar to um, to Putin, Putin never declared a war, so he called this a special military operation. So Xi right. Jinping wants to use the same, all right, not declaring war. So, but then immediately that order was cancelled by the um, standing committee or the political bureau now they are drafting a new one all right what in what how, how do you move the military in peacetime that was the rules how do you move the military in peacetime so he did come out with such thing and also calling the taiwan strait his uh, his uh, his what do you call the chinese legacy sea. Le legacy or one china thing no 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 he calls the Taiwan Strait, you know, the part, right. the ocean between Taiwan and China. He called this yeah. inner ocean, inner water, sorry. This is mm -hmm. called, in, meaning China water. Right? He wanted mm -hmm. to start something like, very much like the Ukraine, but he's been stopped. So I don't, we don't worry. I do not worry at all about him attacking India. It's not going to happen. He has lost steam altogether, even in the military. 
while he is called the head of the military commission. Now, um, where does Li Keqiang sit? Same city, same office building with uh, Xi Jinping or separate places? How does it go? Yeah, they, they sit in the place. If you go to China, you see the Tiananmen, that big building, right? The palace. Tiananmen the Square. Palace. Right, right. They are right. on the left-hand side, all right, which mm. is the west side. West side of that, there's a huge, huge compound. And uh, they all work inside that. Uh, all the all the uh, uh, standing committee and all that standing committee uh, members and their family all live there. But uh, uh, and they they don't have official meeting outside. This is called Chongnan High, Chongnan High, and uh, they all work there. And uh, right now, Li Jinping holds a lot of meetings on economy. All right. So he has been uh, given the order by the support and order from the standing standing uh, uh, Politburo members to really try to recover the economy. But you can't do it while two guys are fighting. You see, sometimes people are fighting and even there's a fire or the building collapse, they keep on fighting. The hatred is so big. The, the problem is so big. This is what they are right now. They are fighting. And this is not, not nothing unusual. In the past, the hundred years of uh, communism, they always have internal fight, never stop even on the during the time of crisis this was very interesting very great revelations so Li Keqiang is seems to be on the ascent we were thinking he was going to retire but looks right. like he has made a dramatic comeback and um no he so said he said that, that when you think about it, he, he said this is my last speech as the prime minister so Li Keqiang is being tipped to be the next party secretary so uh, that would, I think, would that go back to Deng Xiaoping kind of a system again? Or what do you think? Very possible. Very possible. Yeah. But as you know, they have lost count. The world have decided not to trust them anymore. Yes. Right? yes. And Xi Jinping is still very much close to Putin. You saw when Biden was visiting Tokyo, they have a joint air exercise. And those planes can carry nuclear weapons right above above japan all right it didn't enter into but right in yeah. between japan and korea that oh, that yellow sea and now like, this week this past few days there are ships eight ships russian and chinese ships surrounded japan once again to show force so so the world see russia and china or putin and xi jinping as uh, one team so when even if uh, Xi Jinping retires, they will always consider China and Russia are the axis, uh, and the axis. And unless they drop communism, right? Unless they drop communism and go back to some of democracy, I don't think the West will go back with them. Even if even if China wants to go back to Tan Xiaoping's policy, but the West is no longer the same. The whole European Union, the U.S. They have suffered enough, so it's it's they they will make sure China return to some not return going into some kind of democracy before the world embrace them again or engage them again. Well, a lot of changes uh, coming down the pipeline in China and uh, Elmer. As always, a pleasure talking to you. Viewers, take our viewpoint as an opinion as an analysis and you do your own math, but you can see on the street, you know if some of our predictions have come true that the price at the pump is going to go down or up, we don't know. But we think that in looking at the whole thing, perhaps 
is going to be another stabilization point that's going to be reached very soon. Elmer, thank you so much. You have a great day now, and we'll talk to you again. Namaskar. Thank you, Siri. Thank you.